Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I teach frustrated professional mums who juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it easy and fun. You're invited to sign up to my family-friendly meal plan. Three easy meals to help you lose weight that the kids will like too. And my systems video, the simple system that keeps the kids happy and helps you shed the pounds. You can sign up at drorlina.com. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. This is a first today. I am recording from my bedroom floor, crouching, kneeling on a cushion, which I have to confess is not hugely comfortable, but there is nowhere else in my house for me to just grab a quiet corner and record. Welcome to New Life. Today, I want to talk about fat. And this idea that a lot of people have that fat is bad for you. Um, If you are 40 or above, you probably grew up in the era of low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. Back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that is what governments were telling us to eat. And I personally notice that I have an aversion to fat. There is something deep within me or there was, I've retrained myself out of this now, that would avoid any kind of fat, thinking, oh my goodness, this is bad for me. And I have to confess, I've never spent my life being on diets and thinking too much about healthy eating until a few years ago, when I did start thinking about healthy eating. I've never eaten unhealthily, but I have had this idea that vegetables are good for you, and fat is bad for you. And I have had to retrain myself because I can now see that that is not true. So there's a lot of political thinking as to why we were advised to eat low fat and high carbohydrate. And I think there are several factors that contribute to this. One was that the American president had a heart attack and people at that stage advised people to eat low fat There were also celebrities who people followed. And interestingly, there is a theory that you can read about in a book called Merchants of Doubt by Naomi Oreskes and Eric Conway. And in this book, they say that um, 
well, let me read the subtitle, which is how a handful of scientists obscured the truth on issues from tobacco smoke to global warming and how big names or big people basically sowed lots of seeds of doubt on science and scientific thinking, which clearly leads to a difficult place. And within that culture, this is where we started thinking about this low sugar, sorry, low fat, high sugar diet. And just to be clear, in this book, they don't specifically talk about sugar, but there is a theory that in the same way that tobacco companies obscured the fact that tobacco was bad for our health, sugar companies knew the same and they obscured the facts and that once we start doubting how science works, it's then easy to hide certain things. Anyhow, if we think about how we eat, it's clear that low fat, high carbohydrate is not a good way to eat. And science is now beginning to show us that we need fat and there are healthy fats. Now, it's also true that not all fats are equal. There are some fats, such as trans fatty acids, which are the ones that we find in um, many processed foods and, for example, um, high street you know, burger joints and things like that, where they use not great um, fats. And these ones are bad for us. But there are other fats and they, some of them are good for us. And I think it's really important to notice if you have this aversion to fat, especially if you are trying to lose weight. If you are trying to lose weight, one of the best things you can do is look at your fat consumption and make sure you're eating the right kind of fats and in the right amounts. And it's one of the things that um, we've talked about before when we talked about the menopause. And one of the things that I talk about with my one-on-one clients is thinking about, are you getting the right kind of fat? Now, why is fat important? Well, our body needs fat to do all kinds of things. But another reason why fat is very important in terms of weight loss is that it helps us to feel full up, but it doesn't impact our insulin levels. Unlike protein, if you eat lots of protein, protein will increase your insulin levels. Now, protein doesn't affect your glucose levels, which in turn affects your insulin levels, but it does directly affect your insulin levels. And why is that important? Well, as I've mentioned before, insulin is what we call our fat storage hormone. So when you have high insulin levels, your body is wanting to lay down fat. And clearly, that's not a good place to be if you want to lose weight. So if you eat the right amount of fat, it has this bonus of not affecting your insulin levels, but also helping you to feel full up. And if you can feel satisfied and full up after a meal, then you don't want to eat more food. You feel full and you think, that's it, I don't want to eat anymore. At least if you're eating for hunger's sake. So what kind of fats are fats that are healthy fats? Well, Number one on the list is extra virgin olive oil. And I've mentioned extra virgin olive oil lots of times before, particularly because it is part, an integral part of the Mediterranean diet. Now, if you go back to the very, I think it was the first or the second podcast that I ever did in series one, I talked about the PREDIMED study. And this was a big study that was done here in Spain, looking at the Mediterranean style diet and specifically looking at olive oil consumption. And in this study, in the, the, the people who were eating the Mediterranean style diet, they gave people four tablespoons of olive oil. Now that is a lot of olive oil to be eating in one day. Normally, if you're just cooking with a little bit of olive oil, 
you'll probably have, I mean, I guess if you're deep frying, it will be more. But if you're just, you know, sauteing some, term, some onions and vegetables, you'll probably be using a teaspoon, two teaspoons per person. Four tablespoons per person is a lot of olive oil, far more than I am used to eating. Not now, but back in the day. Far more than I would normally have eaten when I had my, my fat fear. So, extra virgin olive oil is an amazing olive oil, and I have done an entire podcast on it with one of the clinical um, leads of the PREDI-MED study. And in the PREDI-MED study, they took people, Spanish people who were overweight, and they put them on the Mediterranean-style diet, and they still lost weight, even though they were eating four tablespoons of olive oil a day. So, they were eating a lot of fat, and they were still losing weight. Now, to be clear, it's not a lot of fat in terms of a ketogenic diet. The Mediterranean-style diet isn't a high-fat diet. In a ketogenic diet, you're eating even more fat. You're getting far more of your energy, your calories, from fat. In a Mediterranean-style diet, you're essentially eating normal foods, vegetables, fruit, legumes, a bit of protein, and you're eating fat as well. But it's higher than normal. So how do you eat that much fat? Now, I find it really interesting. I cook with extra virgin olive oil and I use it to sprinkle on things. So the best thing you can do is use it as a salad dressing. My favorite salad dressing is just a French style salad dressing with um, Dijon mustard, extra virgin olive oil and some balsamic vinegar. Really, really easy, just mix it together. Or if I'm feeling lazy, I will just sprinkle olive oil on whatever vegetables I'm using, either hot or cold. In fact, in Spain, people use olive oil instead of butter. If you go to a restaurant in Spain, it will have a table, uh, a bottle of extra virgin olive oil on the table where you can sprinkle it on your food. How else can you use olive oil? Well, there's so many things that you can do with it. And I think... One of the things is that it can really add variety to your food. So for lunch, we often eat what I call bits and bobs, just anything I can find, vegetables. But if I make an interesting sauce, it really adds variety to my lunch. So I have talked about a salad dressing, but I might make a pesto. And there's loads of different types of pesto that you can make. Sadziki is really easy. It's got mint and cucumber, yogurt and extra virgin olive oil. A chimichimi sauce, which is made with cilantro or what we call coriander, parsley, lime juice and olive oil. Mayonnaise, mostly olive oil and really easy to make as well. Hummus, another big source of olive oil, so made with chickpeas or garbanzo beans and put some hummus in it. So you can see how you can take one ingredient and really just add a lot of variety and make sure that you are eating fat. Now, there are other types of healthy fats as well. Coconut oil, coconut itself is fatty. Things like nuts. Nuts are an amazing source of healthy fats. And I love to add nuts to my meal as well. So at lunchtime, one of the things that I throw out might be some nuts, either peanuts or almonds or whatever I've got that seasonally happens to be around. But the kids love it as well. And it's just an easy way of making sure that they've got some protein, and some healthy fats. Meat. Meat is another 
interesting way to get some fat. And typically people eat lots of meat. You don't actually need to eat lots of meat, but much, a lot of meat has fat in it. So for example, last night I made a beautiful Italian sausage stew. Now it didn't have very much sausage in it, say 60 or 70 grams per person, which is probably as much as you need in a day. And I would recommend that you spread your protein out during the day, but much less than many people eat. And what I noticed was that afterwards I felt very full up. And it's not the protein in that that's making me feel full up. It is the fat from the protein that is making me feel full up. Now, typically animal fat isn't a healthy per se fat. But if you eat it sparingly, it is fine to eat a little bit of fat. So things like sausages and pork are fatty meats. Avocados, another amazing source of delicious healthy fats. Fatty fish, so things like mackerel and trout that have that layer, salmon, have that layer of fat on them and good source of healthy fats. Now dairy is another source of fats and whether dairy is um, healthy for you or not is one of those controversial areas. I personally think that a little bit of dairy is perfectly fine, so things like cheese and yogurt and milk, but there are people who recommend that we limit the amount of dairy that we eat. Eggs is another one. Um, I again think that eggs are relatively healthy. I don't eat loads and loads of eggs, but I don't worry about eating eggs and adding egg eggs to my food. So things like an omelette or custard, really delicious and tasty ways of eating, eating fats. So my message to you today is think about your fats and think about what sources of fat you are putting into your diet and think, Perhaps I'm not eating enough fat or I'm getting the wrong types of fat. I'm getting too much animal fat and not enough extra virgin olive oil. And if there's one thing that I can urge you to do today, it is to go and buy yourself some extra virgin olive oil. And no, sadly, I'm not paid by any olive oil company to tell you that. And they don't even send me free, free samples. I have to go and buy my olive oil from either the supermarket or the market. So extra virgin olive oil. Really and truly, if you can do one thing to change, I would say add in the extra virgin olive oil. And I would also stress that it makes life really, really easy if you can get into the habit of using extra, extra virgin olive oil. It's one of those things that really is just so simple to cook with. You can take some vegetables and just sprinkle on some olive oil and it gives them so much taste, just a burst of flavour in your mouth. And I'm all for simple and easy and just not cooking complicated dishes. Okay, I hope that was useful for you. Remember, if you would like to keep in contact, then pop over to my Facebook group. It's called Dr. Orlina, Fit and Fabulous with Dr. Orlina. But the URL is facebook.com slash groups slash Dr. Orlina. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A. And we have a little community there where we help each other out. We have a monthly challenge. So at the moment, we are doing green vegetables and hey, guess what? Extra virgin olive oil. Have a fantastic week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for my family-friendly meal plan at Dr. Orlina, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, slash 
healthy-family-meal-plan. Goodbye and have a fabulous week.